Today I want to talk to you about how babies perceive. It was very difficult for me to condense this information into the information that I'm about to convey to you, because this subject is its own life study in and of itself. It's difficult to say how one thing perceives over how another thing perceives, because there are immense amount of variables. Babies are no different. But let's think about coming into life like coming into a video game program. You have to fully adapt to that program. You have to integrate. And that is its own process. So coming from birth up through adulthood is a process of integrating to the program. At first, when you come into this physical program, you're not fully integrated. Neither are your senses. You have to acclimate to it. When you come into this physical life, your perspective is still very much in tandem with the perspective of your eternal self. You are still aware that your thoughts create your reality, which is why, up until about age two, you're so good at focusing only on what you want to focus on. Any of you who spend time around a baby know how easy it is for them to ignore you, no matter how much you try to get their attention. They will not pay attention to something that they don't want to pay attention to because they know that their thoughts create reality. But pretty soon, at about age two to three, they start to get more flack from their parents for not paying attention. Eventually, it makes sense for them to pay attention to what the caregivers in their environment are wanting them to pay t attention to, more so than it makes sense to pay attention to their own internal guidance system. In this day and age, if a baby doesn't pay attention to what you want them to pay attention to, pretty soon they're going to find themselves in the doctor's office and in the psychiatrist's wards. And they start getting so much flack from the adults in their life for that, that it actually is more beneficial to them to train themselves away from their own internal guidance system and be focusing on things which their parents want them to focus on. Gradually, your attention gets trained away from the things you want to focus on and towards the things that the caregivers in your environment want you to focus on, regardless of whether they feel good to look at or not. In other words, you go deeper and deeper into the program the longer that you live here on this planet, unless you learn or decide or set forth the intention to step outside the program. Then you can use the physical experience as a kind of way to inspire yourself back towards what you really are. When a baby is born, their brain uses about 70% of their total energy intake. When babies are born, the parts of their brain that are developed are the parts that control survival, such as reflexes like sucking so they can take in milk, and survival systems like heartbeat and breathing. Memory also is something which evolves over time. Memory is responsible for recognition, such as the recognition of a mother's smell or familiar faces. More and more, it serves a being both to survive, but more importantly to differentiate between what is wanted versus what is unwanted, and to learn so that the being can use the learning experience of this life to evolve, which is the entire purpose of coming into physical form in the first place. When babies are born, their eyesight is very fuzzy. In truth, their eyes are completely capable of perceiving the same way that an adult's eyes do, but the brain can't process the visual information that is coming in through the eyes. It's a misnomer that babies actually see in black and white. They don't. They see in color. But they have a difficult time distinguishing between shades that are similar. For example, they have a difficult time distinguishing between 
let's say, blue and purple, or orange and red. Babies are not integrated to the program yet. They visually perceive mostly light shapes and movement. They have not learned how to focus yet. They have no depth perception until about four months old. But as the baby learns to focus, they will begin to see the world more like you see it. By eight months to a year, the typical baby sees like an adult sees, with the exception that they usually hold a vibratory rate that is high enough that they still visually and auditorily perceive thought forms. Thought forms like light beings, ghosts, or spiritual guides. As long as the vibratory rate of the individual stays high and their expectation isn't trained away from the belief in them by parents who, for example, say, your imaginary friends aren't real, or no, there's nothing in the room, they will continue to perceive them into childhood and even for some into adulthood. Babies must learn to see the world by ignoring the space around an object. They must learn to differentiate from one thing in the quantum field and another thing in the quantum field by learning how to focus and how to ignore. This is why babies are so drawn to things that are appearing to have high contrast or very sharp edges because it's a very defined way of seeing the world. It is difficult for them when they first come in to distinguish between mom and what's next to mom. All they see is basically shapes. So the more contrast that you're able to provide them visually, the more they're able to differentiate between you and the rest of the quantum field. Learning to differentiate between one object and another object within the quantum field one expression and another expression within the quantum field is a better way of saying it, is what gives rise to the natural progression of a baby losing its ability to see the rest of the quantum field, losing its ability to see the energetic nature of the universe. This is when visually the world starts to look static. Static meaning finite. So a static object is something which looks solid versus something that looks fluid like energy movement. This learning to focus and thus learning to ignore everything that you are not focusing on is in fact what helps people, doesn't really benefit them, but it's what allows people to cease to see auras and cease to see these other things of an energetic nature which go along with the sixth sense. So they shut down the sixth sense in order to opt into the five senses which we associate with the physical dimension. Babies also have to acclimatize to emotion. Though feeling exists outside the physical dimension, emotion does not exist outside the physical dimension. And emotion and feeling are two different things. The emotion is the biochemical translation of a feeling. The more that we are able to focus on an individual thought, the stronger and more intense the reflection of that thought is in the body, and we call that reflection emotions. So the more we're able to focus on an individual thought, the more intensity we're able to lend it and the more meaning, the stronger our emotions become. What this means is that when we're younger and not so able to focus yet, emotion doesn't even register in the body. At birth, most of us feel resistance relative to coming into the physical environment. For lack of a better way of explaining it, it is a bit of a shock. Less so for those that choose to birth their babies in calm, dark atmospheres but it is still a shock. This resistance gives rise to the desire for familiarity, and thus we are handed to our mothers or caregivers, and this is when our positive association with our caregivers begins. 
This is also why interfering with the immediate physical contact between mother and baby can create disastrous results for the bond between both mother and child and for the lifetime social bond between the baby and other people. It is a bond and a love which intensifies every time we experience something that causes us to want our caregivers or parents or what they can do for us, like feeding or holding or changing diapers. Despite all of our merit as a species, we are highly maladapted to our environment. We are born three months premature. The reason for this is that if we were born three months later, we couldn't even fit through the birth canal. Unlike other mammals, we are not ready to function in relation to the world yet when we're born. This is why wise parents and the ones that are the very most successful with their newborns adhere to the fourth trimester philosophy, which is that you are going to try to create the simulation of the child being in the womb for the majority of the time during the first three months of that child's life. Many of their physical processes are not actually developed enough to participate in the physical dimension. This is why, for example, that true emotional experiences, like we experience them as adults, begins to occur around three months old and intensifies with age. This is the age, for example, that a baby begins to feel the biochemical feeling of joy in tandem with a smile. We have to develop expectations in order to experience emotions like anger, so that comes even later, around about six months. And fear is something which develops in tandem with memory. Though with a newborn you're going to see survival reflexes, that doesn't come with the feeling, the emotional state feeling of fear until later. That's something that develops over time. And you see a peak in the experience of the actual emotion and fear around about six to eight months old, or in some babies even a year, when they start to develop their most intense phases of attachment with their caregivers. And when those caregivers leave the room, you'll start to see that intense stroke of fear, and the fear, that emotional release, is actually what's causing the screaming and the crying in the baby. Up until this point, primarily when a baby cries as a result of being scared, what they're actually crying about is not the physical emotion of fear. It is the fact that the startle response, which is an effect of the autonomic nervous system, is such an intense sensation to them that it overwhelms them, and the natural release is to start crying. Fear increases the more that we add meaning to our experiences. Until we add meaning, there's a very muted emotional quality to the things that we're experiencing. For example, if an entire tray of plates was to smash on the floor, all you would have is the emotional byproduct, the feeling state of the startle response relative to that smashing of the plates. But if you were then to add meaning to the experience, something like, oh, the plates have crashed and now that means that somebody's going to be really angry at me and I'm going to get in trouble. That meaning that we add on top of the situation is what causes that extreme sensation of fear or sadness. It's the meaning we're adding to the experience which actually gives rise to those extreme levels of fear. So until we're capable of adding meaning to a situation, we don't experience the same kind of emotion relative to the circumstance. As a baby grows, they become capable of both creating and perceiving more and more complex emotional states. This process actually continues all the way through puberty. The brain is what allows you to participate in the program of physical life. 
As it develops, it becomes more and more adept at creating the program and participating in the program. Life becomes more and more real. We perceive it as a less of a temporary hologram, and more like the only reality that exists, and a static one at that. We come to expectations about the world and objects within this world, and these expectations cause the physical reality to keep validating those expectations to us. Babies act according to the universal principles that exist. It is not natural to be out of alignment, and so the natural behavior and perspective of a baby is in alignment with their soul. They are self-focused because to continually find alignment with the self is natural and beneficial and ensures not only survival but also the ability to thrive. They only begin abandoning self-interest when they begin to get enough flack, such as shaming, from people in their environment that they decide that it will cause them less stress to just go along with the dominant way of being in their environment. But this level of very natural alignment is what allows their eternal perspective to flow unrestricted through their physical body, which is why staring into the eyes of a newborn is like staring into the eyes of Source. It's also why it is very difficult for those of us who are adults to stay out of alignment, to keep reinforcing negative emotional states when we're in the presence of a baby.